Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online worship service. And we've been talking about the importance of covenant, growing in the covenant. And the last time we talked about moving on to maturity. You know, we don't want to stay in a position where we are just, just knowing the same truth all over again and not growing in depth, not growing in our understanding of the Lord. And in fact, it's so important that we should grow into maturity and become teacher, become contributor, right? If we stay, if we remain in immaturity, we are actually uh, the enemies of the church of Jesus Christ. Okay, so this evening I want to talk about the importance of growing in maturity in the family of God. So when we have infants, when we have babies, out of birth, out of uh, uh, increase in, in people who just accept the Lord, even though they're immature, they create problems. But it brings such a joy and such fun and such a satisfaction taking care of them. Because you can see that when you feed them, when you nurture them, they grow each day, they change each day, they grow into maturity. It's such a joy to, to, to be walking with them in this experience. But if someone has been in church and they've been listening to the Word of God, and, and, but they're not growing. They may have a lot of head knowledge, but in their life, in their attitude, in their words, in their understanding, they are just not growing. Okay? And, and these are adult babies. So adult babies, immaturity, create uh, problems. And these are not problems like the little infants, baby, that, that, uh, uh, the problems that they create. Okay, uh, and you just you can take care of it. But adult adult babies, the problem that they create, in fact, it drains your energy to deal with it. It takes so much of your attention just to help solve this kind of problem and crisis that that adults baby created, you know, and and they are the real real hindrance to church growth. They're the real hindrance to what the church can be. And so that's why I say they are the real enemies of the church. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 onwards, he said, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants or babies in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worried, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans or infants? So can you see here in this church in Corinth, 
These are adults. But they create what kind of problems? Jealousy. You know, by now, they, 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 they should move away and live by the Spirit and have the Spirit of God to minister to them and meet their needs. But they are not. They are living just like the people in the world, still expecting and still hoping to meet their needs, their inner needs through external means, to praises from people, to acceptance from people, to, to, to through com, uh, uh, performing better than others. And so that's why they create conflicts. They create jealousy. They create division. Because they set one against another. You know, he's better. You, you see that kind of uh, competition, you know, uh, against another, just like people in the world, just like the ways of the world. In fact, sometimes the world seems to be getting better and better and more kind and more generous uh, in, in their way. They treat one another. But these, these babies in church, these people who, who should by now live by the Spirit, but they're still like worldly people living to please their flesh. What they want, what they need, what they can get rather than how they can contribute, how they can give. So, Romans 8, verse 5 tells us, he said, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desire. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desire. So, when we grow in maturity, we will live according to what the Spirit desires rather than what our flesh desire. The immature, this is what they want. You see, their needs are not met. But we who live in the Spirit, we look to God. We look to what God wants. We want to do what God wants because we know in serving God, in worshipping God in the right way, in giving ourselves to God, God, by His Spirit, will meet our needs. But this immature one, they still follow the ways of the world. They want, when they do something, they want people to praise them. They want people to thank them. Otherwise, they complain, they murmur. You see, they're still using the worldly ways, the external means to meet their inner needs, which can only be met by God Himself. So, those who live according to the flesh, they have their mind set on what the flesh desire. But we who live according to the Spirit, what the Spirit desire. And it goes on to say that those who live by the flesh is hostile to God. The mind governed by the flesh is, is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So can you see, when we are not living according to the Spirit, we live according to the flesh, 
And that's what immature Christian does. We live according to the ways of the world. And the Bible says you are hostile to God. You're fighting against God. What God wants. What God wants to do. And there's no way you can please God. And sometimes people, they, they do things according to the flesh. They think they are pleasing God. God is the one who searches the hearts of men, the motives of men. He knows. And so when we move according to the flesh, even though we are doing good things, we, even though we may be doing spiritual things, but if our hearts is after the flesh, after what we can get, rather than what God wants and what the Spirit of God wants to do, we are moving according to the flesh. We are not uh, according to the Spirit. But the mind, he says the mind controlled by the flesh cannot please God. It cannot follow God's way. And Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8 says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from that flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So, can you see, when we go according to the ways of the flesh, what our human flesh desire, it says we reap destruction. But when we please the Spirit, we go according to what the Spirit of God wants, we reap eternal life. So the, the ways of the flesh is self-centered. It's all about self, what I can get, what I, can, uh, uh, what I want. But when we live according to the Spirit, is what the Spirit wants, what God wants. So the immature, they, they, they live according to the flesh and they pride in their performance over against others. And that's why in, in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 3, it says, For when one say, I follow Paul, another say, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servant through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. So this is the worry, fleshly, immature Christian. You know, they pride one against another. You see, I follow Paul. You know, Paul is the greatest apostle. And wow, look at the miracles. Another, they pride themselves in following Another, well, we are the disciples of Peter. You know, he's a real apostle. He's the first apostle. And then some say, hey, we follow Apollos because he's the latest shining star that appears. And look, we follow him. He's very in, he's very cool, you know. So can you see, these are carnal Christians. These are fleshly, immature Christians. They pride one over against another. That's why they create conflict. That's why they create jealousy. They create division in the church of Christ. And that's why I say they are the real enemies of the church of Jesus Christ. So we need to move away from such childish, 
immature behavior, and to really understand the heart of God, to to move on to maturity, to grow in maturity. And uh, the only way you can put away this kind of behavior is by growing in maturity, outgrow all this kind of childish behavior. Look at First Corinthians thirteen, verse eleven. First Corinthians thirteen, eleven. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of the childhood behind me, or the ways of uh, uh, childishness behind me. So there's no way you can change unless you grow. And that's why some people in church, they never change. They never, because they never grow. Except probably grow in their head knowledge. They may think that they know, but unless you know the truth, unless you know it in your experience, unless you live by it, you do not know the truth. The truth does not has not set you free, and that's why you remain the same. That's why you you didn't grow in maturity. But the word of God says, when you grow in maturity, you will not talk like a child. You will not thought like a child. You will not reason like a child. You put away all this childish thing. Okay, so how do we know whether we grow, we mature or not? Through our our words, to the way we talk. Some people they talk with that arrogance. They talk with that, you know. Uh, that defiance. You see, it really gets you, gets you upset, you know, talking to this kind of people, right, who knows, who knows nothing, but yet they think that they know so much. Okay, so an a, a immature person, the way they talk, you know, the words they talk, the way they reason, they think, you know whether they're mature or whether whether they, they are so childish or so uh, just, just do not know too much, right? Because they have no knowledge. They just have a superficial understanding of things. And all they can talk about is this. That's it. They can't talk deeper. They do not know any deeper. And they, they think that they know so much, right? So... So when you talk to them, they say, you know, I don't understand what you talk about. Sure, you don't understand because you're just a child. You need milk. I cannot give you solid food. Paul said, I cannot give you solid food because even now, in, after so long, you are still not ready. No wonder you don't understand. No wonder you can, cannot take it in. You just need milk. Very, you know, basic milk. That's all you can take. That's all you can understand. So they, they talk like a child. They think like a child. They reason like a child. Based on the emotion. Based on the feeling. Oh, you know, when they go to this particular place, they feel good. They understand. Right? Because you don't need much understanding to understand that kind of uh, 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 conversation or, or teaching. But when you want to go on to the deeper things. You really have to think about it. 
you let really to digest it because it's solid food, right? We talked about that last week. So they based on the emotion, how they feel, you know, when somebody talks, they can really feel, yes. But solid food is hard to swallow. It pricks. It can hurt. It can cut. And that's why we don't like to listen to it. But that, those are the things that we need in order to change, in order to grow, in order to, to, to move on from the childish way. So, uh, he said, when I become a man, I put away those childish ways. You see, it's only when you become mature. How? To working, exercising. Remember, we talk about putting the word of God to use. Then that's how you grow. That's how you, you become mature. It's not listening and feeling. Well, that's just the beginning. But you have to put the word into practice. You have to go through that testing time. You know, it's a journey so that you can really learn how to move in the spirit, how to walk with the spirit rather than walk according to how you feel, how you want it, according to the flesh. Okay, so the third thing that we want to talk about is the mature lives by the Spirit. Okay, the first thing we say is immaturity is the real enemies of the church or the family of God because they bring jealousy, they bring division, they bring quarrel, they bring conflicts. They set up one against another. And... Uh, the only way that we can put away all these things, childish way, is to grow in maturity. And then our mind, our words, our ways, our reasoning will become different because now we grow. And now the third thing is now we walk by the Spirit. We no longer walk according to the flesh, but by the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 24 and 25. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with, the, with its passions and desire. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become considered provoking and envying each other. You see, when we crucify the flesh, we are not provoking, envying each other. We are not deceived. So we crucify the flesh with its passions and desire by walking in step with the Spirit. So how do we walk according to the Spirit? Remember the flesh, the self is at the center. What the self wants, what the self desire, the passion of the self. But when we walk according to the Spirit, we are after what God wants what the Spirit of God wants, what the Spirit of God is telling us. It is no longer self being the focus. It's Jesus. When somebody hurt us by what they say, it's no longer about us. It's about Jesus. It's about God. What are you doing in my life? How do you want me to respond? In the Spirit. Not in the flesh, but in the spirit. 
How can I bring about change in this situation? Okay, so when we are, when we are after uh, what the Spirit of God wants, walk in step with the Spirit of God, we, we, our focus is God. Our focus is what is Jesus, is what He wants, so that we can walk in step with Him. If we are not walking in step with the Holy Spirit, then the Bible says we are in hostility with the Spirit of God. Right? The Spirit of God wants to lead us in this way, but our flesh wants us to go the other way. So there's a tackle war that is going on. What the Spirit of God wants and what the flesh wants. So we are not in step with the Spirit. But when we live according to the Spirit in maturity, we are in step, walking in step with the Holy Spirit. We think with the right perspective. We need to see the whole picture because that's what the Holy Spirit sees. And uh, Romans 8 verse 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So instead of complaining, instead of murmuring, instead of criticizing, attacking, you know, judging the other person, the mind that is led by the Spirit, it brings about life and peace, not destruction, not death, brings about eternal life. So the mature person is a person who contributes, who contributes to the body of Christ. So that's why the Bible says, by now you should be teachers, but yet you need others to, to, to teach you. So, by now, you should be teaching, you should be inferencing, contributing, building, bringing changes in this situation that you find yourself in, rather than being a complainer, uh, 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 being critical and causing division and causing destruction. You bring about peace, you bring about life because you are a contributor, because you are a teacher because you grow in maturity. So the mature person, they, their focus is on God, so they know the grace of God. They don't set this person up against another because they know each one has different grace that is given by God and they can only do according to what God has given them. So they don't judge them. Instead, they bring another dimension. What can I contribute that that person doesn't have? What can I give so that I can complement and, and, and meet the lack that is in the other person? Because each one are given grace, given by God. I don't have to compare Paul with Peter. I know Peter has his grace. Paul has different grace, maybe greater, but it's still the grace of God. So my focus is on God himself to bring about peace, to bring about life, to bring about eternal life. You know, I'm a contributor to the kingdom of God, to the family of God. So, I hope that uh, this evening as we listen to this message, we will find ourselves in all kinds of situations within the body of Christ. And there will be situations where we could have complained, we could have judged 
and murmur against someone. But when we allow the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us, when we desire to grow in maturity, our prayer is this. Oh God, what can I do in this situation? You put me in. You see, the Spirit of God will lead you. The Spirit of God will move you so that the grace of God will be released to you, so that life and peace will be released to you because you are led by the Spirit of God. But if you are led by the flesh, what happened? You will murmur, you will complain, you will judge, you will influence others, you will cause conflict, you will cause division. You destroy the body of Christ. So that's why immaturity is a real enemy in the family of God. But maturity brings about glory, brings about joy, brings about peace. We make or or create this church to be glorious by the Spirit of God. And if you find that the church is not what you think it should be, that's because of you. You did not contribute because you could bring about changes by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God. You can make the difference. But if you complain and murmur, that's because you are the problem. You created a church in this way and that's why it it has this problem. But when you rise up and want to grow into maturity and say, God, you put me in this situation. What can I do? I'm your servant. May your grace come upon me so that I can contribute, so that I can become a teacher, so that I become a, comp- uh, a contributor, an influencer to bring about positive change and growth in the church of Jesus Christ because that's why you put me here in this situation. So I pray that we will be mature people who are so committed to the body of Christ, so committed to the church that God has placed us. Whatever the problems there are, we want to bring about changes and we will seek God. We will allow the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us so that we can make that happen so that the church of Jesus Christ will grow into maturity, will change from glory to glory, you know, will we'll be so glorious, reflecting the glory of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are leading your church on this journey into maturity to change us from glory into glory. And Lord, I pray for everyone who listened to this message. I pray for everyone who are associated with this church. Lord, I pray that we will become contributor. We will bring eternal life. We'll bring life and peace into the situation that you have placed us, into the church that you have placed us, so that that you're building your glorious church through us, O God. And we pray that your name be glorified. Bless everyone, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.